Let's get into it, everybody. Welcome to episode five of Teed Up with Connor and Patrick. We have a guest here, uh, roommate, friend, teammate, Austin Ash. Um, he from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. People might know him as the guy that comes in and is shooting it. <laughs> but, uh, that's what he is somewhat known as, but he uh, obviously very, very good player in his own right. Very good high school player. Uh, grew up, played AAU with him, um, and he's and has become somewhat of a somewhat of a fan favorite among among the fans. Uh, want a quick want a quick shout out Hames Homes. Hames Homes provides comfort, beauty, and value in Eastern Iowa. Um, so so shout out to them uh, before before we get it going. Um, just a little bit of a preview. We're gonna we're gonna hit on. A little bit of Austin's high school career. We're going to talk about his family. Uh, great, great people, um, great family, and we're gonna we're gonna go into some stuff on, on uh, you know his his runs on the on the scout team, his runs in some games, his run um, on road trips, and uh, some notorious dance moves that he pulls out from time to time. And uh, you know we got we got a lot of stories with this one. I've been living up with him for a while, so. So we'll definitely get into it. But, uh, you know, first of all, Double A, how we doing? What's What's been going on? How you feeling tonight? It's going well. Uh, just been getting ready for Indiana. Happy to hop on the podcast with you guys. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We, uh, we're we filming this Wednesday night. We got we got Indiana uh, tomorrow night on Thursday night. So hopefully hopefully we can get a decent crowd to uh, to, to come out with crowds have kind of been kind of been lacking recently. I have not been, I have not been very happy with, with obviously the people that have come have been great, but people who are staying home. We, we're going to need, we're going to need a little bit better throughout the, throughout the season. That, that's a call to action. Some better weather. That would help. Yeah. Some better weather helps, but like, I mean, we go to every other big 10 arena is sold out and we're half full at best we need we need a little better um but all right let, let's get into it double a i want to start on i want to start on your family um that is such obviously very very close family uh your dad carrie very well known um your mom is so amazing your sister emily um just just go into the how you kind of grew up and how how influential they all were in in your game um you know i know that carrie was definitely hard on you but you know that tough love tough love in terms of you know kind of the way that you were brought up and his love for the game and your love for Iowa and and just to just sit on uh just hit on a little bit of that yeah so family was huge for me uh when it comes to the game of basketball uh, I grew up with uh two coaches a lot of people don't know that my dad obviously coached at Cedar Rapids Jefferson for 20 some years and my mom actually has been coaching uh middle school girls basketball at Taft for I think over 20 years as well with a lot of nine and no seasons in there and some city champs. So she, she knows how to uh, coach the game as well. But ever since I can remember as a little kid, probably ever since about the age of five, um, ever since I started going to preschool, I remember I'd look forward to all day going to practice um, after school, um, watching those Jefferson practices. Anytime there's a, a side hoop open, sneaking over there and get some shots up or just, just taking in all that knowledge over the years. Um, and then just shooting after practice with my dad. Um, hours and hours, as you guys know, is that's how you get to this level. And just like, like you said, you know how it works with uh, dad as your coach. A lot of tough love, especially in that like fifth grade, sixth grade level when um, everybody's starting to get good and stuff like that. But also the amount of hours I put in my mom with the in the backyard uh, at home was crazy. Um, 
there'd be nights where it'd be 10 or 11 o'clock at night and 30 degree weather. We'd be shoveling off the snow off the sport court in the backyard. And I got to make 20 out of 25 threes before I can go inside. And I'll get like 19 out of 24 going into that last shot. And she's praying. I see her. She's freezing. Her her fingers are cold and everything like that. She's praying it goes in. And I'll miss that last one and 19 out of 25. And nope, we're not going inside. We've got to stay till we get it. So uh, she's definitely impacted my basketball career just as much as my dad has. And he's been, they both have been there every step of, step of the way, including my sister, um, who's come, you guys see her down at the game. She's a huge supporter of me and has come to all my games and stuff like that ever since high school in the AU days back when we were playing with the Barnstormers. <clears throat> has, has your sister always been a, a big supporter? Cause <laughs> I, I, I would I, say in like when she was in high school and she had her show choir, stuff like that. And obviously the high school drama, hanging out with friends every weekend, she didn't make as many tournaments back then. But now as she's gotten older, she's, I mean, she's been, um, she's come, I bet she's only missed a handful of home games since my freshman year. Oh, once you've been to, once, once we got to college, she's been amazing for sure. And I'm sure at points in high school too, but I remember, I remember a tournament and a story. Carrie, <laughs> Carrie told me that she came to a couple of your tournaments at AAU when we were in like seventh, eighth grade and in the car. She, she refused to come inside. Like she sat in the car at, like he told me, like he would ask her, like, "Yo, Emily, like, let's go, come inside." And she's like, "Nope, I hate basketball. I hate Austin. I don't want to watch. Like, why? Why am I coming inside?" Like, Our relationship's definitely grown since the, the younger middle school days. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. No, that, I still remember that. Like, I mean, Carrie's got Carrie's got stories on story. You know, yeah. Ash for mayor. Like that was going for a while. Like I, I don't know how serious that was. We'll, we'll get. Because he's approachable, was that the was that the slogan? Number one slogan. Yep. <laughs> talk to anybody. That was. Patrick, would you vote for him? Duh. <laughs> yeah, we'll make it official. Carrie Ash for mayor. I don't know when the next uh, election is for Cedar Rapids, but well, he'll be he'll be on the ballot. I was gonna say, can we get him on the ballot? Like he's this, is, this is like campaign director Brownie. That <laughs> <laughs> would be good. Frank Garza, maybe. Frank Garza. They know Carrie and I mean Carrie Brownie. Like talk about people who know people in Cedar Rapids. Yeah. Like, I mean, when we went to his retirement party, there that was that wasn't a party. That was like a I, that was a gathering of thousands of people. That like like there wasn't a, normally when you have a party like you go to somebody's house like that couldn't have been held in a house. It no. would have been possible. There's a lot of planning that went into that. We knew there was going to be a lot of people. <laughs> Dude, it was guys popular. What do you want me to say? Guys popular. You're not from Cedar Rapids if you don't know Carrie Ash or Jeremy Brown. Or Marty. Or Marty Luther Looney. Shout out Marty. <laughs> All right. Well, as we get to talk about them, I think we have to cover some cards. Like yeah. that. I mean, Patrick, you you've been getting into the card game. You know, that's that's something. I mean, you've played definitely, but the Euchre side is something that you still haven't – What, Patrick, you need to learn. How come you haven't learned yet? I know how to play, I think. I just need to be given an opportunity to play. I'm very content, like, sitting on the side, but I'm pretty sure I know how to play. I've played before. You definitely you definitely know the rules because I think I taught you up at the lake one time. Strategy might not be my thing, but, like, I, I think I know, like, what to play, like, like how to – like, what cards to lay, all that kind of stuff. So, for those of you who don't know – Austin and I are, we're not, I, I think it's safe to say we're not good. We're, we're very good. Elite. Like we're, we're elite. We, we've won money in, in legitimate tournaments. So 
I think it's safe to say we've we've kind of reached a level of definitely some euchre stature. Um, if you don't know how to play euchre, look it up. It's a great game, and definitely you were the one that got me into it, Austin. And how, like how? I mean, you're a gambler. Everyone around us knows it. I feel like <laughs> it needs to be portrayed for. I mean, now that it's on the pot, a lot of other people are going to know it too. You're always by, looking. By the way, he's 23. He, it's legal. Yes. Yeah. Legal. 23. Started, Connor. Surprisingly, I as my dad grew up playing euchre in Pulseville with Marty, who we've already mentioned, guys like that. He didn't teach me. I think I learned from like Nicholas freshman year or something like that, and Cordell and those guys. And we were just play on road trips. Freshman year. Actually, no. I did. I think I did know how to play a little bit in high school, but it definitely took a big jump. As shout know, out St. Breezy. Yeah. Shout out Cordell, Nicholas, <laughs> Jack Nungy, those guys. We used to have some battles. On, I remember in the Cayman Islands, we played a ton there. We had done much of downtime, played a lot, but maybe we shouldn't have been playing there. That was when Jordan had that. Jordan said something to the media where he said, uh, relax, because we lost the first two games. And then later on, he said it wasn't because we lost the two games. He said it because I was yelling at him because we were Euchre partners and we were losing. I don't know if you remember that, Connor. I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you told me he kept he kept reneging yeah, like no. he kept, so in like games with big money on the line <laughs> he really didn't know how to play but he did the best that's the biggest i i should be more patient pa- patrick that's honestly why like we haven't played as much with you i need to be better with that but i just can't like it's, it's so annoying playing with people that like don't know how to play and it's not fair mm-hmm. to those others that are trying to learn it's a very difficult game to learn, but like, I just don't think it's as fun playing with people who don't know how to play. Do you guys know how to play spades? Isn't it kind of like spades? Mm. Yeah. No. I mean, no. I know how to play spades, but it's not. It's similar to spades in the sense that like you have to follow suit, but you like like try to get tricks and stuff. Yeah, there's tricks, and you have to follow suit, but there's definitely different rules and different. I mean, you play with different sets of cards. It's it's a great game. Austin and I took uh, what was it, double A second place in a tournament up in Mount Vernon. Mount Classic, yep. Scores Barn Grill. Scores Barn Grill. We took second. That was, I mean, that was big time. That was big time. Uh, there were some sharks there too. Those are those guys play every day. No, those are some sharks, and there's all different kinds too. Like we play. I mean, you could play partner. You could play pepper. Like yeah. we played into it. We played three person. We played four person individually, right. um, you know, you go down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, yeah, it's definitely, definitely had some money thrown around on some road trips. Like you said, Cordell and Nicholas. Yeah. You got to find, got to find things to do um, on road trips. We, I know we obviously played a ton of cards. We got, we got into some Mario Kart last year on a couple of road trips. That was fun. Got to, got to switch it up. I think we need to bring that back. That was a good time. I, I think we did what we did last year. We had three teams of three. And after you finished a lap, you had to pass it to your partner as yeah. the, you crossed the, the finish line for a lap. That got heated. We got a couple of noise complaints, I think. Yeah, we did. I think Al shut that down. Yeah. He was like, why are you guys bringing Mario Kart? It's like, what do you want us to do in the rooms, Al? <laughs> Especially over COVID. Like, we literally couldn't do anything. We couldn't even leave the room. Like, we couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, but I'm pretty, pretty sure I said no, no more, no moss. We'll bring it back. Bring it back. 
also like on road trips, you've been notorious for, so the structure of a road trip to everyone who does not know, we'll fly in um, or drive in depending on how far it is. And whether or not we practice there, uh, you know, just kind of depends on the timing and whatnot, but we'll get there. And let's say we had practiced at Carver earlier in the day. So we'll get there, we'll get to the hotel. Um, we'll meet, we'll watch film. Then we'll go out to dinner as a team and we'll go to a, usually a nice restaurant or something, or we'll have some food in the hotel. Then we'll watch film again. Then we'll have team dessert or whatever. And then we'll watch film again. But then from that point on around nine o'clock, you know, eight thirty, nine o'clock until whenever you go to bed, you know, you're kind of, you're on your own, like there's nothing to do. So especially over breaks when you don't have any homework it, it, and trust me, a lot of guys aren't really focused on their homework on the road trip anyway. So it doesn't matter, but there's not a lot to do. So we'll play cards. And then Austin, you've been notorious for ordering pizza and extra food around midnight 1am on pretty much every road trip since freshman year. Can you confirm or deny? Yeah, no, like the like rumors are true. Uh, it t- depends on the time, depends on you get hungry. But like you said, we eat at six or seven. And I don't know, so, some, usually the meals are pretty good, but you know, sometimes occasionally they're not or some, they mess up an order or whatever. So you got to gotta try out the local spots, try to stay away from the Domino's um, and the Papa John's on the road. And sometimes you got to ask around. Ask, when I was younger, I'd ask the older guys if they've had pizza at some of the places because Jordan, I don't think he does it anymore, but he had a stretch when he was younger where he would order from the local places as well but gotta try it out and then if it's good get it the next time you come back or not you gotta you gotta change it up but somewhere we just were didn't have pizza open past like 11 o'clock and all the local places were closed i think it was madison all of them were closed yeah so I, was, I was ash's roommate i think it was at purdue this year and like ash was on the phone so it was on luke laquetta to get a pizza okay. <laughs> That was just like, Luke, great guy. Love Luke, but he really struggled ordering that pizza. (laughs) I'll order Domino's within a five-mile radius. Yeah, he called like three different Domino's. None of them answered. They were all closed, but like he's like, it says they're open online. (laughs) I was like, well, King, they just told you they're closed. (laughs) And I was providing no help because I wanted Luke to figure it out for himself. And then Austin was on the phone and just gave – King too much responsibility so that just kind of fell through but it was definitely a very interesting thing for me to watch just from a distance I I enjoyed myself it's pretty funny King we we can task him we call Luke Laquetta King just disclaimer there um no no reason well there is a reason but we can't get into it uh but he is a character and he will be somebody who fans come to love in the coming years as well. I'm sure I'm, I'm sure of that. And as we, as we get on him, let's, let's get into, let's get into some scout team. Let's get into some scout team stuff. Um, for those of you who don't know, pretty much every team uh, in, you know, in college basketball is going to have some type of scout team that helps the, helps the, the rest of the team, you know, become accustomed to how the other team is going to play, you know, whether it's, whether you're, you're picking up on some sets that they're doing, you're picking up on the, just the style of play defensively, defensive tendencies, um, you know, all, all of those kind of things. 
you'll have you'll have the scout team and they will emulate you know for like what indiana does you know we'll talk as as we're going into tomorrow and austin has been a leader on the scout team for four years now and has been giving out free buckets for the longest time <laughs> i mean he's known for kind of his he 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 gets a bad rap because he makes a lot of BS. But all of that aside, he gets a lot of very normal buckets as well. Step back threes from 30 feet, late shot clock, floaters in the lane, fadeaways, right hand, left hand. You know, it doesn't really matter. He's gonna he's gonna give them out. And I've I played on scout team with Austin. Patrick played on scout team with Austin. And uh he's always I mean, he's just been that guy. He's always the other team's best player. He's gonna, you know, whoever whoever's guarding him. He's going to, I mean, he's going to get shots up regardless of whether or not like, he's always going to get shots up. And a lot of, I mean, he's had, he's had 30 point days on, on the, on the starters like that. That's a fact. So I want to, I want to shout out one that Patrick, I don't think, no, Patrick, you were here. It was your redshirt year. The Cincinnati scout. I remember that dude. What'd you have Ash? I, I don't know. It, it, we had, we were on the zone segment for like 15 minutes. I think it was like 35 or 37. We couldn't we couldn't get a stop. So like we we were playing zone and you were shooting from like 35 feet. Yeah, it was. And they weren't hitting the they weren't touching the net. And he was like he was getting mad. But like I was like, they're not playing bad defense. Like. Not much you can do when when you're rolling. (laughs) You shoot that one shot where you kind of throw the ball out into the corner. Yes. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about, Patrick? (laughs) Yes, and he takes like the four step step back where he like chops them and then like shoots the fadeaway. Left foot forward, and yeah. It it's probably a travel, but like no, no one calls it because you would think that he would never go in. But I think he makes that like an eighty percent clip. No, he actually does. He practices shots like that, like just like insane shots, and then he'll miss one, and he'll be like, "That's a good shot." It's like it was off one leg from twenty six feet. Like you probably. <laughs> Get it off and go in. The yeah. tunnel shot. The tunnel shot. Underhand. He's Everyone... also giving people concussions from the tunnel shot. Not actually, not confirmed, but very close. No, that's confirmed. That's confirmed. Pretty much. But yeah, in, going off what you said, kind of about like the scout team stuff. Um, for my freshman year, definitely. Um, you were on the scout team with me that year, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't really know. Like in high school, we never really had a scout team or stuff like that. Um, so I didn't really know what to expect. So I had to kind of follow like Riley Till and those Charlie Rose and guys like that. And then after that kind of took the reins on that. And it's, it's a big deal. I mean, we've had, there's been games probably in the last three years where the scout team's not on top of their stuff. And you can definitely tell that in the game or there's times where the scout team is running the stuff really well. And maybe like one of the, cause usually when we do scout team, it's two days, the first day we'll play really well. And then the second day they guard the stuff really well. And the next thing you know, we, we pitch a 60-point score for the other team and stuff like that. So it's something that you have to take pride in. Um, it has. It's not easy. Um, going to get going up against Luca Garza, Keegan Murray, Connor McCaffrey, Patrick McCaffrey. There's some days where you get knocked on your ass. Um, you just got to get up and keep battling. But uh, it's an important job, and um, you just got to keep working. Scout yeah. team is demoralizing. I realized that because, like, if you play well on scout team – like coach starts screaming like yep. he, they, they freak out it's like well what the like what the like like they're just all pissed so it's like 
we're like kind of in our own little like huddle like yeah but then like really like every other part of practice is like bad like if we play well whereas like if you don't play well like it goes well for the other team and like you just feel terrible about yourself like in like some segments where like we'll get drilled and it's just it's just it's, just, it's a lose-lose sometimes it's just kind of demoralizing i was able yeah, to realize some days are better than others yeah it's pretty much always a lose-lose no it's a lose-lose it's pretty because then like i mean i've had like everyone's had days where then they get mad and that like i mean sometimes and like it's not like it's not like you know the c we don't really have refs in practice we have c and ben it's not like they're like out there calling every foul either so like if, if you get hacked or something um it's not like everything is getting called you're not shooting foul shots Last of all, you make a good move, or like over the years, like Luke has just been hacking Michael, and then on the other end, like Patrick or Keegan just tomahawk dunking on on somebody else. It's like we just got hammered. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Well, and then we start screaming. Yeah, <laughs> literally screaming, literally screaming. But like another thing too, like we're talking. Okay, we're talking about scout team. I people need to understand like how. I mean, Austin, you are definitely one of the smartest basketball players I know and have ever played with, obviously. Um, but like for everyone else that has been on scout team, like they need, and people that don't know about it, you need to realize like how difficult it is. You are learning. First of all, you need to know our sets and we have a pretty extensive playbook for those who don't know. And then every single game you're learning. I mean, you're learning a completely new set of plays from multiple positions. So like Austin might play like this week, he'll emulate uh, Parker Stewart, the two guard from Indiana. But then like last game, he was Brad Davison. And the game before that, he was uh, Eric Ayala. And you're learning Maryland sets. You're learning Wisconsin. Like we've been playing against Wisconsin for 12 years. Like we know all, of, we know some of the sets are going to run. We know all of obviously, but some of the stuff that we try to do, like he, we know that. And so he, he needs to learn their plays and then he needs to come back and learn Indiana's plays. And then he needs to come back and learn Minnesota's plays on Friday and completely flush all the, all the stuff. And so that, I mean, you got to like appreciate really how, how difficult that can be and how, I mean, how smart of a player and how cerebral you need to be in, in all of those situations. So, I mean, I mean, all of you, have been Patrick and I've we've done it. It's it's not it's it's not easy, but no, no it takes about time. yeah, like like you said, it takes about an hour. It's usually thirty minutes before pra- like thirty minutes before practice, and then thirty minutes again, right? When you guys are lifting or going over some more film and stuff like that. It's some of the, some of those scouts. There's twenty five thirty plays. Um, obviously, we condense in a little bit, but you got to be locked in. And sometimes, like you said, I'll have to know like the point guard position and the shooting guard position, or someone doesn't know the plays that well, you got to know his position too, because you got to help him out. So, but I've definitely learned some good uh, quick hitters over the years. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You definitely get a lot of like good, you get a lot of good X and O stuff. I mean, a lot of good coaches that you're copying some. Yeah. Are we allowed to talk about like which scouts are like hard, like as somebody on scout team or is that, should we not do that? We can, yeah, we can get into. It. I mean, like, what do you mean? Like, what teams it's harder to like learn about? And stuff? Like, because like some teams, like what they do isn't very complicated. I won't say those teams. Cause I feel like that's kind of just rude. But yeah. then like there's like teams where it's like like I remember 
Northwestern double A. Remember that one? My freshman year, that one was brutal because they had like a million sets and they ran this continuity that made no sense. Yeah. And they kept screwing it up and Spru screamed at them. It was <laughs> yeah, Northwest Collins has always put in a bunch of quick hitters. Like he changes his plays all the time. He's they run a lot of good stuff. Purdue Purdue runs a lot of. They have their action takes a while to learn too. It's no, it does. You and it's like all coded and stuff. It's it's insane. Yeah, that's always a fun one. No, oh, I just remember freshman year when uh, Aiden kept. We we were trying to run one of the Northwestern's plays, and mm-hmm. Aiden had to do something before I had to do something, and I didn't know what I was doing either. <laughs> Sprue was screaming at Aiden for like twenty minutes, but because Aiden had to do something before I did, so he was like screaming at Aiden, okay. and I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing either, and I kept doing the wrong thing, and then eventually I got like, oh my god, that was that was that was awesome. <laughs> I feel like a lot of things get put on get put on Austin's head too, don't you think, Patrick? Yeah. Like, if something's going wrong, it's like his fault. Yeah, or Grant's. <laughs> I definitely have to ask. That definitely happens a lot. Oh, Ash getting together or stuff like that. But I, I like it. I like put taking the ownership on it. It's it's been fun over the years. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. We're we're about halfway through. We're gonna take a quick break. Um we want to shout out Hames Homes again. Ames Homes provides comfort, beauty, and value in Eastern Iowa. Welcome back, everybody, to episode five of Teed Up with my less important co-host and important guest, Austin Ash. Um, Ash, so your dance moves are something that I think has been documented within, like, kind of our community a little bit, but maybe to, like, our fans don't really understand, like, how... I'm not going to say good how willing of a dancer you are and how willing, <laughs> I would say willing is the best way to put it. And, and uh, like you really are excited to show off some of your new moves to, especially to a lot of our teammates who actually can dance. So um, I want to start off with a story uh, about on your, was it your, it was your 23rd. Are you 22 or tw- you're 23, right? 23. Yeah. It's oh. your 23rd birthday this summer. We went to a bar, a karaoke bar late, late at night. We're all 21, so we're allowed to do this, all right? And it's the summer. We can do whatever we want. And um, <laughs> and I'll, I'll digress. But now, anyways, um, <laughs> Ash went on the stage and participated in the karaoke. And um, we also may, may not have gotten in some trouble beforehand for booing the previous contestants. <laughs> Shout out Michael Bear. We, might, we may or may not have been booing them. But they were doing great. And then Ash went on the stage and performed a very, very solid rendition of Party in the USA and may or may not have removed his shirt during during the performance on the stage. So, Double A, would you like to get into that a little bit? Yeah, you know, that was, was, was a fun night. Um, I think that was our first time um, hanging out with, like, Philip all together, too. Uh, so, I think it was, like, a, a big um, welcome sight for him. He was like, oh, these guys are you guys are pretty fun. Um, <laughs> you tell me about that. Thought. Um, but yeah, you know, I've been to this particular place a few times and never actually got called up to do the karaoke, which was honestly devastating. Um, a night ruiner, some would say. So then when I got the name called on the birthday, you know, I had to go all out. And then when I was up there, I could tell that the people were vibing with me. And then I saw a couple people like, and I did, Connor was, Connor was on it from the jump, like, take your shirt off. And so I, to the rhythm of the song, kind of took it off for a little bit, waved it around, gave the people what they want. But uh, it was, it was a good night. It was a fun time. 
Austin's Austin's go-to in any excited situation is usually to remove a piece of clothing. Yeah. Like <laughs> typically it, the shirt. It could be shirt. It could it's been pants. Like I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. it's been pants. Like he does, he'll he'll drop them just a little bit and then give a little high knee and like that's like his celebration <laughs> arm. Like that's his celebration of choice. I get and excited then, a lot. <laughs> So that that's been kind of what he goes to. I mean, I've I've documented it on my Snap story multiple times. I've I would bring that out, but we can't get into it. We said only PG thirteen stories, um, so we're we're gonna do that. We're only gonna do that. Uh, but Patrick, I mean, like you said, like he's kind of the kid just lets it loose. I, I don't oh, know. He he does. He's also something I've noticed about Double A is he's also the king of like one liners. <laughs> he's got some great one-liners like I, I i'm trying to think of some examples that like i can say on on the pod <laughs> but like like something will happen and, and he'll just like just pipe up with something that's just uh, i'm trying to think of some examples but i i can't right he's now really doesn't like, to whatever's going on something yeah he's always got something and and sometimes like like it always makes sense but sometimes it's like more extreme than other times if that makes sense, but like, tell, tell me about Clark. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good one. We can probably tell that story. That was a good one. Yeah, we can get into that. All right, so <laughs> Riley Mulvey has—he's a freshman, and he has some—I don't know what it is, but Cycl- cyclical vomiting syndrome. It's called SVC for short. That's what Riley calls it. <laughs> Basically, he needs to like get ten hours of sleep. And he's really good at it. He's really good at getting 10 hours of sleep. He's able to calculate it all out. You know, we have to wake up then. He's got to wake up here, whatever. Yeah, hold on, hold on. It's not hard to calculate that out. Just it's not, but he, he's really on top of it. You made it seem say. like it was a struggle. <laughs> no, it's not a struggle, but he's real. Like he's like really quick. He already knows that he can't go to class on Thursday because we're going to get back from Rutgers late. <laughs> so he's already in on his teachers. But <laughs> – He's like, so he has, it's called a cyclical violent dominating syndrome. So basically like if he'll get really sick. So he's a very heavy sleeper. Uh, Peyton Sanford, his roommate can attest to that. He's a very heavy sleeper. So Connor, t- t- take it away. No, we, we were, we were at Virginia and we had to, uh, I think he, it was, it was probably 1130 and we might've had like a, I think we had an early shoot around. Like I want to say like a 9am shoot around or something. So he had to be asleep early. And we're all still awake, obviously. And we walk into the room and like Peyton's like, yo, you can do whatever you want to him. You just can't touch him. So we're screaming, like trying to wake him up, just messing with him. And Austin, Austin, you, you got it, Ash. You got it. All right. So it, it was just like, uh, I don't know. We had like, when we do before the games, we have like scouting report stuff like that. And I think, I think before this game, Riley had messed up a question is what is why I, I said the yeah. joke. And so, I mean, Riley knows all the questions, but he just got stumped one time. And, and uh, Clark was the best player for Virginia. So I just said, tell me about Clark. <laughs> <laughs> Thought that might wake him up a little bit, but uh, no, it didn't. And we got, we, we yelled pretty loud. And I don't think he, this will be the first time he'll know about it. Um, if he looking for <laughs> he has no idea. He didn't budge, like did not budge. He had earphones in though. So he sleeps with something. Yeah, no, he does. He does. He's a character. Um, all right, I want to, I want to throw it back a little bit to freshman year, 
Europe trip. Ooh. We were in we're in Switzerland, okay? And we had this is the first we had per diem. Okay, it's so when we were in when we were in uh, Europe freshman year on our trip, we got a certain amount of money that went to okay, if you're out without the team and you need a little bit of food, you can buy that. If you want to get your, you know, bring your mom back like a souvenir or something like that, you know, do that. Um, you know, so this money was supposed to be used for, for good things, but believe it or not, most of us just went with that money to the casino in Switzerland. So we we're in Switzerland. I had never been to a casino. We're, we're 18. So like we're 18, 19 years old. And then in, in Europe, you can gamble at those ages, but not in America. So like we had never been, but Austin had previously turned 18 and he in Minnesota the gambling age is only 18 right so he had just gotten back from hitting a huge jackpot right double a um I think I did well but I don't think it was anything crazy I thought you won like I thought you won like a thousand bucks or something on like on like quads or something anyway we're in Europe and he comes up to me we're at the we're at the casino and he's like yo Connor like I got a game for you, bro. Like ultimate Texas Hold'em. You can't lose. You can't lose. It's impossible. <laughs> it is impossible to lose. Give me, I just need like 200 bucks to play with. I'll quadruple your money. Like, don't even worry about it. And I'm like, bro, like, let's oh, go. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I'll let you play. What? Wiped clean. Clean. Like they didn't play, they didn't play with the American rules. They didn't play with the American rules. <laughs> He just took it. He just like, took it. You came back to me with zero dollars. I didn't know any better. I mean, none of us did. I mean, really, I knew a little bit because I'd been in Minnesota. But um, are you going to get into the best part of the story? Or you want me to take it away? You got it. You got it. I don't want to take your thunder. No, you're good. Um, the story's been exaggerated over the years, but it is a pretty big number. And Coach McCaffrey has told the story a couple of times as well. Um, but there was about five of us at a table. I don't know. Cordell was definitely there. I think. Courtney was there. Somebody Brady was there. Brady, Brady was there. We're all there. And like people are whatever. We have a lot of downtime. Everybody's having fun. Whatever. And all of a sudden, it went like 10 or 12 hands of blackjack in a row. And I really wasn't even betting that much. And next thing you know, I, someone looked over and were like, you, you have a thousand, thousand dollars in chips in front of you. I, I don't even know what the currency was there, whatever it's called. But I was like, holy smokes. And then like me and Jack Nunji were about to leave. And we're about to go back. And then Jack was like, you know what? I want to, I want to go back. I think I want to try like roulette or whatever it was. And sure enough, I sat back down at the same table, started, started, it seemed easy. was going to do the same thing, turn it right back into a thousand about an hour later, not even all that gone. I think I had one hand where I had three or four aces, split them, split them, split them, split them. Next thing you know, all that, uh, all that hard work was gone, but it's a pretty good gambling story. There was coach McCaffrey tells it better than I do, but. Um, it was like a six. That was like a six or seven hundred dollars swing. No, it was crazy. It because was you never seen that many aces in my life. I had like six aces at one time. <laughs> that was per, it. Was perfect for us. Like we needed that because, like, like yeah. I thought we walked in and we thought we solved the casino. We thought it was sweet. Yeah, and I, I've been to Vegas. I've been to X amount of casinos. I don't have a better gambling story than that one. Um, like it was, we did, we couldn't lose. Everybody at the table was making money. I made a little more than everybody, but I mean, it was, it was like blackjack, blackjack, dealer bus, dealer bus, 
And I came back and it was still going good. But then it was just that one hand where I just kept splitting. And then I, it was crazy. We were in Vegas for summer league. I I don't think Austin went to sleep. (laughs) I think Austin was up all night for how long were there? Like three days. Craps tables were hot with big perk. (laughs) With what? With big Big perk. perk. Oh, big pearl. <laughs> <a good> story. <laughs> who, who should tell that story? I mean, it's, I'll tell. It's pretty simple. We were just we were in the Aria with Luca Garza and and was Tyler Cook with us too at the time? No, TC. Maybe not that day. But we were all these NBA players are around. Like it, it really was a cool sight to see, and they're all throwing around hundreds and thousands of dollars at crafts, blackjack, whatever. And Kendrick Perkins. Um, was was playing dice, and I yelled over him, "Hey, Big Perk, how them dice rolling?" <laughs> he looks at me. I didn't think he was gonna say. Yeah, I didn't think he was gonna say. And he goes, "Yeah." Right. <laughs> Which funny. we took for the fact that he was down at least ten G's. Like, like if he was like that upset about it, he was down big. Could have been up ten G's. We don't we don't know. But he, he based was, on his body language, he he was down ten G's. We are we also. We're previously playing black, like we were playing blackjack with Luca, and we're playing with, we're playing with a certain very famous Philadelphia point guard, and he's got seventy six or stuff on, and we're playing, and Austin is like screaming like, monkey, 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 like at the dealer for for a bust, and he's dancing at the table, and then he turns to me, he's like, yo, like. That guy looks familiar. Like, who is that? And I'm like, yo, like, that's Jameer Nelson. Looks <laughs> <laughs> a lot different now than when he played, though, to be fair. <laughs> but, yeah, that was pretty cool. Shout out, shout out Jameer if he's listening. <laughs> I've never seen someone take a bathroom break in the middle of a blackjack hand. He's like, yeah, I'll stay. I'll be back in the middle of a hand. That was crazy. Yeah, you got to go. You got to go. Hand. He won the hand. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he but did. then they weren't. Remember, they weren't going to pay him, like, because yeah. he left. But then, like, I think they realized, like, Buddy the pit boss came over. Yeah, they're like, they realized who it was. And they're like, no, 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 you pay him, you pay him out, you pay yeah. him. He deserves it. Give that man his money. <laughs> he was having fun though. He was liking it. No, he was. He was. He also. We walked over. Remember what he said to you when we first walked over? Yeah, he was like, "You guys better know how to play." <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 And then he, yeah, then he didn't, then he was like waiting to see if someone was going to tell him what to do on that. So I was like, I'll tell him. You got to hit that. Got to hit that 12. <laughs> that was before you knew who it was. Yeah. I'd be like, got to hit it. Got to hit it. And he busted. <laughs> it was like, I think it was like, I think he had like 250 out on that. <laughs> I mean, what's 250 to Jameer? Like, I don't know. I don't, maybe nothing. Yeah. Maybe, maybe nothing. Um, I just remember you guys weren't allowed to watch me play. I wouldn't let you guys watch me play because whenever you guys watched me, especially Connor, I would lose. True. So I would I would shoot you guys away whenever you'd come over to watch me because then I'd go on a heater. That entire trip for me was just bad, bad luck. You I got, lost so much money you could, like, barely play. I got wiped, like, wiped. Bad. And it was quick, too. Like, it was in the first, like, couple days. Like, I, I it was, like, the first night I got wiped pretty bad and i didn't really get back into it yeah we were casino hopping ash you you were just like you were playing more games than we were i pretty much was just playing blackjack and pie gal mm-hmm. but, me and luca had a good run at the rem blackjack one of the nights 
I did too. No, you guys were on fire. Yeah. Austin. Yeah, we had like six or seven in a row. We were down and then we hit like six or seven in a row. But on fire like on fire. Wasn't I think I think TJ Warren and his girlfriend were playing at the table too with us. Yeah, no, there was a bunch of the Tyler Hero was playing craps. It was it was awesome. It was it felt like a movie, honestly. Like you like because Arya's so big. There's people everywhere and like everybody's posse's with them and stuff. You could see you could see Tyler Hero's watch from like at least a hundred yards away. Yeah. I don't know what what that cost, but like Yeah. And, and then I, there's like the rookies who like aren't old enough yet to gamble, so they're like walking up and down like yeah. Cause you can't even stay and watch. So you're like walking up and down. Like they're just like, just out here looking for stuff to do girls, whatever. But they're just like walking back and forth. It's also guys that have games at 11 o'clock in the morning and it's like two 33 in the morning and they're, they're chucking dice across the table. Uh, yeah, no, there was one. And then the next day I remember I looked at his, at his line. He was like two for 13, like something like that. We won't name drop. We won't name drop. No, no, we cannot. Absolutely not. But like, <laughs> Got Yo, I just remembered this. I, when we were in Austin or when we were in Europe, Austin, I I thought that I solved roulette. Oh, roulette. roulette. Remember? Yeah. No, I remember. I kept telling you, dude. Like it's not the math is not in your favor. I was like, bro. Like you have it. I think I said like, dude. Like everything in this is 50-50, But like this method I'm doing, like it's sixty-seven percent. Like it's two thirds of the time you're getting it. It was like the, what your thought process was right, but you didn't realize you were betting two hundred to win a hundred dollars. Because like, yeah. yeah, but you you were so what Connor was doing was he was betting on like the first twelve and the last twelve, so he had twenty four of the thirty six numbers covered, and he he thought it was the success. But then he hit it the first time. He's like, oh, this is nice. But then when you lose the middle number hits, you actually lose double your bet. So finance major. Yeah, I hit like my first two, and then I think I let one of them ride. And I was like, I didn't know what I was doing. Like I said, we got we got very humbled on this trip. Just for the record, like it was bad. We need we needed it. We needed to get wiped because otherwise, it would have created some monsters. So I'm glad that I got wiped, and I'm sure Austin is too because we've been better for because of it. I feel like definitely the awake like when you turn 18 or you go to Minnesota, or you turn 21. It's like, oh. I can beat the casino. We're like, no, you can't. There's a reason. There's a reason the, the lights are always on and they never close. Ever. Nope. I there was know. another day when we, we all went up. I think it was sophomore year. Um, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sophomore year. Remember, Drew Wolf came over and he picked us up and we all drove to Minnesota. Oh yeah. And we all I, every single person won. Yeah. Except me. Except you. I was <laughs> you ever win, dude. Do you ever win? Yeah, I win. Vegas uh, for that's a good story. The for the time we had the tournament in Vegas, Connor had four of a kind on video poker for about eight hundred bucks. Yeah, that was big. I have a video. That was, and then I hit like it was like the first time I'd ever played Pi Gal. That trip was insane, bro. I hit. We walked in. Awesome. We're playing video poker. I hit. I hit it for like eight hundred, and then we went and played Pi Gal that night, like a straight flush. And I hit quads. Like that was like the first time I, I'm like, bro, this is the easiest game ever. Like that was a fun trip. Should have won the, all the time. Won that tournament. Sure enough, just so you know, you do not hit those all the time. No. You very much can get <laughs> without a without a doubt. Um, but yeah, let's let's get let's cover let's cover some basketball stuff quick though, before Good. we get into the draft. Um I mean, everybody knows you as kind of like 
you you come in and you you can you know you shoot NBA threes whatever your turnaround three against Iowa State is iconic obviously but I don't think people realize like how good of an actual scorer that you are like how good of a scorer you truly are so I just want you to get into get into like your mindset like you are as confident as any player I've ever played with so just get like where does that where does that come from like where where did you develop that yeah it's a good question I would say somewhere around like sixth or seventh grade. And I think I've always been, I mean, you know me, both of you guys, um, everything I do, I kind of have a good amount of confidence, whether it's playing a board game or playing euchre, playing basketball. But I think when it comes comes from basketball, it's just the thousands and thousands of reps that I put in. Like even if I miss six or seven threes in a row and the next one I shoot is a step back three or a floater going to my left, like I think it's going in just because I know I've hit that shot before. Um, and I put in the time to do that and stuff like that. And I think it's just, that's what makes me, I feel like if I didn't have that confidence, like I wouldn't be the player that I am today. Like I've always kind of been someone that looks at me and is like, Oh, this guy's just a shooter. This guy is not good enough to play at this level or anybody can guard this guy. But you know, I, I had to take that with a little bit of chip on my shoulder and then have that confidence to, to step up against someone who's a really good defender in front of me and be able to make that play. Just knowing that I had to create that edge somewhere. There's some people lack confidence where, I always have that thing where I'm ready to pull at any moment and stuff like that. And like you said, not just being able to shoot the three, whether it's taking true dribbles to the left, shot fake, shot fake, one-legged fall away, wherever I am on the court, just expecting that shot to go in and stuff like that. Yeah. I feel like you, I feel like you put forth so much, so much swagger that like you make Pete Patrick, you, you get, you can answer this too. Like, I feel like he puts forth so much, that he makes people believe that he actually has an edge, like more so than like the average human in, in terms of not like just shooting, but like in terms of things that are truly luck-based, like whether it's, whether it's rolling dice, flipping a coin, like it doesn't matter. I like, I feel like he, he put, like he has so much, like just kind of an aura about him that he would make you think that he actually has, has a one up on you, even though, oh. Yeah. Keep going. No, like he can convince people to like do things that like they probably like just can't do. <laughs> but like, but like he can be so convincing. Like, I'm trying to think of like an example. I don't, I don't know. Like, but like, he'll like he, he's very convincing and he's very confident in pretty much everything that he does and he's incredibly competitive. Yeah. So like you, he could give you a horrible idea. Like he'll tell you something like, you should do this or whatever. And it's just like, probably not the best idea, like kind of a high risk, high reward situation, I would say most of the time. And he'd be like, well, like basically just this, this, this needs to happen. And then, then you're, then you're fine. Like, <laughs> it's like, then you're a millionaire. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's really not that hard. Like, I don't know why no one saw this before. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's been, yeah. There's been, there's been times where I was in growing up, even before like middle school, my mom's like, Austin, the football game's over, the basketball game's over. They're not coming back. I'm like, mom, they hit the next three threes in the next nine seconds. The game's died. It's, not <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, mom. Like, <laughs> Actually, good story to that. Um, God, I, I, I should. We need Ben Sheridan on the show. I, I should know it. I want to say the Capital One Bowl in 2005 or six, whatever. And my mom actually turned off the, the game. It was the Drew Tate to ah, – I can't think of the receiver's name. Anyways, the, what's a famous play, Connor, I'm sure you've seen it, against LSU. 
where Iowa was down four or five points and we throw a 60 yard touchdown at the buzzer. I'm like, my mom turns the TV off and I was like, mom, let's just check. And as we turn, I still remember this. It was probably my longest memory from now. I was six or seven years old. We turn it on and he's catching the ball going into the end zone at the, at the buzzer. Crazy. Good story. You, you and your family are some of the biggest Iowa fans that there are like, you know, I mean, Carrie, your mom, I mean, your mom is very, very competitive in her own right. And she is a huge Iowa fan, huge Cub fan, like maybe more so, more so than your dad. Um, But like just the, you're, I mean, you're, you've been Iowa football fan, Iowa basketball fan, you know, tail tailgating at games, like your entire family for, you know, your, your entire life. So like now, you know, I remember Carrie called my dad when, when they, when you first like committed or whatever. And he, he told him like, he was like, Oh, like, you know, I, I, I cried. Like I have not, you know, that it, it's just, I feel like it's just so special, you know, with the, the, the bond that you guys have and your connection to, to Iowa. Um, I mean, your dad, you, you've told stories about his time, your, or your, your mom and your dad's time here mm-hmm. um, going to games and whatnot, growing up, you know, fought, whether it's following JU, you know, mm-hmm. all the way through college or through high school, through college, um, and then coming in and, and being in play here, you know, it's just, it's just been, it's just been awesome to, to be a part of that. Yeah. It's definitely been like, it's be, becoming more real, but the first couple of years, it just, it, it felt every time I put on the Jersey, I was like, can't believe, obviously I put in the work um, throughout my high school years to get bigger, faster, stronger to work for that. But I mean, ever since I was in, in eighth grade, I actually wrote a letter to myself. Kind of, I'm not even sure I told you this. I wrote a letter, letter to myself in the, it was an English class. And the teacher said, we'll send it back to your senior year. And I wrote, I didn't even say I was going to be, I specifically wrote, I'm going to walk on to the University of Iowa when I was, I don't even know, 14 or 13 years old. Just kind of crazy to see that come true. And Obviously, like you said, I've been coming to games since I was a kid, sitting by you at the games, watching Jared Utah play, Matt Gatons, Eric May, guys like that, and then to see it come true is it's pretty special for my family. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I didn't know that. I mean, there, I feel like there's very few things that I don't know about you, but I didn't know that. That that's amazing. That was awesome. Let's uh let's let's get into the let's get into the draft. I feel like that was I feel Good. like we covered a lot there, and now it's time for the true the true attraction of our draft um we're gonna we're gonna keep it going with the four person draft because we we still have a couple more brother episodes that we're gonna do um and i I think i just think the four person works better so we're gonna we're going to welcome a special guest um similar to we had we had maggie on last week with luca we're going to have gracie on this week so welcome Gracie. Oh, I know Gracie's first pick. Yeah, you, you should know her first pick. It's a pretty easy one. Um, but so yeah, what we're drafting, what we are drafting this week is best TV show series. Whether it's you we're we were gonna make the distinction of like mindless TV versus really focused TV or you know, binge watching shows. We're we're just gonna say any TV show that you really like, that that's what we're gonna go with. All right, so we're going to start it off. Um, I feel like we all have kind of put together a really good list. Um, we're going to go – We got. I feel like we got to stick with ladies first. So we'll give Gracie the number one overall pick. Then Austin, the guest, gets second. Patrick, you can take third, and I'll, I'll clean it up. 
with uh, fourth and fifth, and then and then we'll sneak it. So all right, giving yourself the first pick of the second round. Yeah, I am. I mean, he acts like he's like doing him a, doing yeah, us yeah. a solid by Great taking spot. My first four picks could be taken by the time, or my first three picks could be taken by the time I pick. Like, but they won't be. It's a chance that you can take. Oh my god, right, it's happened like four times. It's serious. It already, it's happened. Like you've taken my picks. Luca took one of my picks first. Um, definitely, Chris and Keegan took some of my picks. I don't. Want, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear the slander. All right, welcome, Gracie. Thank you. Um, Let's see. What do you have? What do you have with your first pick? Hold on. I can I say it because I know what it's going to be. I'm not, everyone knows. I, yeah. Everyone here knows. Okay. No one told you it was going to be this way. <laughs> my first pick is Friends. Oh. Iconic TV show. Can't be beat. Um, watched it maybe seven times through. Never. It actually can be beat, but it all right. It's better. So go ahead. Good pick. Good pick. Thank you. It's a, it's a good pick. I definitely knew she was picking that. Congrats on that pick. You needed to have it on your team. I have it in the bottom half of my board, but it's a good pick. All right, Double A, what do you got? All right. Um, I will go with Michael Scott. I'll take the office. Yeah, it just got to – it, it just has to be taken. It can be put on at any point of the day or night. It's going to give everybody a laugh. If people say they don't find it funny, I don't believe them. I just think they're too mature for it, but you, I'll pick. You, hold on. You want to know someone who does not find that funny? Gracie? No. Fran McCaffrey. <laughs> I, I don't think Fran was their target audience when they made the show. <laughs> he thinks The Office is the stupidest show in the history of TV. Yeah. I'm trying to tell him. But, like, he'll laugh at, like, Rambo. <laughs> like, like, when the guy – Rebel goes on a killing spree, kills like 30 people, and he's like, <laughs> like giggle. Oh, that's not supposed to be funny. Yeah. He thinks good, like Goodfellas, he thinks it's like a comedy. Like he loves he thinks it's hilarious. Like we're watching Sopranos and like they break a brick over some guy's head and he busts out laughing because <laughs> of some of the stuff they say. It's a red flag, coach. It is it is funny. I'm gonna be honest, it's funny, like the stuff they do, but yeah, good stuff. All right, Patrick. So Austin took my first pick. Yeah. It's actually kind of depressing. I was really excited to pick the office. I have the trivia game right on my desk here. All these little cards. Um, I watched the office probably on, like on rerun from when I was a junior in high school till I was probably like, I literally did not stop watching it. Like anytime I watched Netflix or whatever till I was probably a sophomore in college when they took it off of Netflix. So that was that, that, that's devastating that he was able to take that from me. I'm one of the biggest office fans there is. But uh, so now my first pick is also the show that I I have two favorite shows in this world. And oh, well, dude, what do, you, what do you want me to take? I have two favorite shows in this world. So my first pick is Entourage. Oh, uh, Vinny Chase, Johnny Drama, Turtle, E. Ari Gold, I, I, my first pick has to be Entourage. That's like, with The Office, that's my other favorite show. I've watched both countless times, you know, pretty much every line and every to every episode. And uh, so both of them, are, so I'll take the, uh, Entourage as my, as my first I don't want to hear any more like, oh, like you get the first pick of the second round, like blah, blah, blah. No, okay. The Entourage, you know, that's my favorite show. Like, Well, Ash took my favorite show. What do you want me to do? I'm just saying, like, I, I'm taking a serious hit being in last. And I don't want to. All right, all right, all right. Let's see I'm what you do with it. I'm still getting two of 
My oh, my other favorite show. I mean, Entourage is like my mindless TV favorite show, and then this is my other like substance TV favorite show. I'm getting two of the greatest shows of all time with my back-to-back picks. I'm gonna go number one, The West Wing. One of the all-time greats. It is unbeaten. Won countless awards. Great cast. Yeah, you're just not sophisticated enough to appreciate what's what's on the TV. It's probably the greatest drama show. Uh, It's debatable, but it's one of the greatest dramas ever. Um, So West Wing, number one, my number one overall pick and pick two. I mean, it's one and one A because this is also critically one of the greatest shows of all time. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, second pick. That is, I'm going to be honest, it's going to be hard for you guys to come back after that. Um, But go ahead. You can do Those are two shows. The West Wing, I just don't, I just don't find entertaining. I don't like it. And then Game of Thrones, I really like Game of Thrones. And then they kill the guy that's like they're building up a show for this guy to be the main character, and then they kill him. And so like I'm just like, okay, like I'm done with Game of Thrones. The show from now on makes no sense. So those are two solid picks, two popular picks. But uh all right, for my second pick, I'm gonna go another show that I really like, uh Criminal Minds. Yeah. Derek Morgan, Spencer Reed, you know, trying to catch all these serial killers. I think I could work in the FBI from watching this show. Uh, Criminal Minds is something that uh, I I very much enjoy. So I think that's my second pick. It's a good pick. It's definitely not worthy of a second round pick, but it's good. All right. This pick is just elite. I think I might be able to get in the fourth round, but it's not justice to pick it in the fourth round. So I have to pick it right now. Breaking Bad. Wow. You could have got that last. That's yeah. an unbelievable it's an unbelievable show. If you haven't watched it, watch it. It's you won't be able to stop. That's I think I might have watched it. Month. I watched like the first three episodes and I didn't I don't know. You just gotta, yeah, I once you get once you get going though, it's like it's crazy. It's one of those shows. I should have stuck with it. I, I've been told I should have stuck with it. Yeah, I didn't think I was gonna like it. My sister was harping on me for like a year and a half to watch it and then COVID happened, and then I watched it in like two weeks, and it's it's a lot of episodes and a lot of seasons. Definitely, no, it's definitely a good pick. It's it. Everyone knows it's a great show. I just personally couldn't get into it, but I know that it's like, I mean, critically, it's unbeat. Like they won, I mean, countless awards. Mm-hmm. It's a great pick. It's a great. But if you knew that Patrick and I didn't like the show, you probably could have gotten. I didn't it. think it was right to Breaking Bad to do that. Yeah, you got to take it when you can. Definitely good pick. Better than Criminal Minds. All right. Gracie, you have two. Okay. So my second pick is going to be Ted Lasso. Oh, my God. That's a good one. I I should have picked that one. Watched it recently. Absolutely loved it. Um, Just can't be beat. Um, And then my third pick is going to be The Blacklist. Another show Connor and I have watched together. Um, Raymond Reddington, The Goat, Elizabeth Keene. Um, a lot of suspenseful moments. I know the last season was controversial, but still loved it. You know who didn't like the ending to Blacklist was Joshua Gundelay. Really? Neither did Trader ever tell me about it after he watched it. Austin, thought, Austin hated it. Yeah, I thought it was going to be worse than it was. I like wasn't. I didn't hate it, but it wasn't like ideal. Just a whole bunch of build up to be like, okay, another season. We don't know who who this guy is in her life. Only been watching for three years now. 
but. <laughs> but did you want it to end? Like, I, I, I wanted answers. That's all. That's, that's a really good show. I love the show. But. Yeah. No, it's great. All right. Your turn, double A. I have two picks left. You have three left, but you only have one right now. Okay, so we're five total picks. You have three left. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with How I Met Your Mother. It's coming. It's I. It was my favorite show for a long, long time. Uh, shout out Luca Garza. It's his favorite show too. We used to watch it together all the time. Uh, but gotta take it. Great show. It's a good show. It's a good pick. You don't like the show. You've said it multiple. I times. don't. No, I don't like it as much as I like other shows. But okay. I think it's a good. Like it's definitely. You can't argue that it's not a good show. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I personally like others better. But you can't say it's not a good show. All right, my pick. Yeah, it's you. I'm going to pick The Sopranos, all-time great show. You don't even like The Sopranos. What no, are you? I like it. I think it's funny. No, you don't. You've never watched The Sopranos. I don't watch it on my own because you knew that I was going to pick it. Might might have been why. You're I a clown. You are a clown. Been. Why are you so close? Are to you the in collusion? Like, <laughs> you found the fucking no, pick that. I didn't have to tell him. He just knew. No, I that is about telling you, dude. That. Oh my god. Sorry, man. Joke's on you. I wasn't picking that next anyway. Right. Just kidding. I was, but you're a clown. Oh Go my ahead, god. Man. You're literally texting people. You're you're texting each other right now. Like, oh, like try to pick what Connor's gonna pick Go first. My phone, dude. You don't. You've never watched. How many episodes of The Sopranos have you watched? I watched the one, the, the funny one, when they found out the dirt on the one guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there you go. There you go. All right. I'm taking, with my third pick, power. Yeah. It's a good one. I yep. should have just picked power. Yeah, you should have picked power, idiot. But I will take power. Ghost, Tommy. I'm taking the original power, not like the new stuff they put on with horrible acting. Still entertaining, but terrible actors. Terrible. But the new stuff, the, the original power was phenomenal. Great show. Taking that. The drug scene in New York City, so good. All right. And with my fourth pick, I'm going to some reality TV. We're going – actually, no. You know what? Yeah, no, I'm taking it. I'm taking it. I'm going to go Love Island, the UK version. Wow. Yep. Good one. I, I wondered if Gra- anyone I, else was going to think of that. I would have left it, but I thought Gracie was going to pick it. And I, I needed it. I needed it one. real bad. It's so good. Talk to anybody who watches it. So good. If you like reality TV, Love Island, the UK version. Shout out Marit, my sister. She got me into it. And now I watch it all the time. Joe Toussaint, Josh Gundele, Aaron Eulis. We all watch it and talk about it. It's definitely a all thing. Right, back to me. I got two words. Jack Bauer, 24. <laughs> Keeping up on mine. Jack Bauer. The ultimate character in any show, the ultimate badass. The guy was in countless life or death situations and he was able to make his way out of every single one. He saved the president's life like 87 million times. And for some reason, we still don't want to acknowledge he's a part of the government in the show. Makes me upset. Jack Bauer, 24. Boom. Fourth dog. We wouldn't have have had any presidents left if it wasn't for Jack Bauer. Literally, dude. All right, back to me. Double A. Yep. We'll go with New Girl. 
Yep. That was really good. Another one you can just throw on anytime. Good show. Amazing. Were you going to pick it? Yeah. Like it's okay. It's good pick. All right, Gracie. All right. This is my last pick, right? No, I have two you more. Have two. Okay. But yeah, these, um, these are your last two. I think I'm going to go in opposition of you. I'm picking The Bachelor. You brought reality Ooh. TV into it. Yeah. I know Love Island UK has been recently like a little bit better, a little bit more interesting, but <laughs> The Bachelor, I've been watching it since junior high every season, every Monday night. Um, so I got to stay true to that. And then my last pick. It's a good pick. Um, really throwing it back for this one. Hannah Montana. Ooh. Wow. It slept on. I knew sleeper that. pick. Could change. That was my sleeper pick. Yep. I know. Connor exactly. loved it. I've literally walked into him watching it, watching it on Disney, Disney Plus before. Wow. Hannah Montana, great show. Nobody's perfect. There you go. Hannah Montana. Thanks, Patrick. <laughs> Appreciate that. Your turn, double A. I'm going to go. This pick is going to give me a well-rounded rounding starting five here. I think this secures the W. Um, Friday Night Lights. No. Yep. I think that secures it. I think that about locks. Oh, that's uh, a really good show. I got a drug show. I got a sports show. I got comedy. I mean, it's just feels good. Feels really good. No, yeah, that's a great pick. That's a steal in the fifth round. What yeah. a show. Completely Honestly, slipped my mind. It's what I get from making a board. Can't believe it got through. I think Breaking Bad at two was a bad choice. I would have flipped them. Uh-uh. Breaking Bad. Best mm-hmm. show of all time. I haven't watched it, so I guess I can't. Okay, no. Much. It is not the best show of all time. It's no. it's it's up there, man. It's pretty dang good. Hell no. It's a good show. It's not the best ever. I can't I I should have taken Friday Night Lights last oh my god my last round okay mm-hmm. anyways all right back to me I have two that I'm deciding from one I was gonna pick but then Gracie was able to put this idea in my head when she picked Hannah Montana so for my last pick I'm going to pick Drake and Josh that was yeah. the other one I almost picked yeah. that was great ultimate show arguably one of my favorite shows ever Nothing better than the steered straight episode where uh, they're go they're in a cop car and it gets hijacked, hmm. and uh, they have to convince the the the, the criminals that they're going to kidnap the governor. <laughs> it's just all Jefferson Steel Flex and Alvin Yakatori, just an all time great show. Drake <laughs> and Josh, I watched every episode, know every line. Drake and Josh. The best episode is when Josh hits Oprah with his car. That, that one is overrated. I did not like that episode. Oh, I love that one. I like that episode too. <laughs> Trying to sneak into the hospital to apologize. Yeah. That no, that's a great episode because then isn't that the one where he and Josh or Josh acts like a doctor? No, that's a different one. Different one. That's when Josh hurts his foot. He's trying to hang up. Yeah. Yeah. When Josh shoots his foot with the potato gun. You could lose that foot, but I love this foot. <laughs> hmm. All right. My last pick. I have three. I have three things still left on my board. I think I'm gonna go with yeah. I so I had Madam Secretary on there to get my political show in there. That is a great show, but I'm not gonna take it because I already took West Wing. So I don't want two p- political shows on on my board. So I'm gonna go with. I also was thinking Ballers, but I have an overload of HBO shows. So I'm gonna go Gossip Girl. My last, Amazing. my last pick. Uh, Blake Lively, uh, Serena Vanderwoodson, 
We got Chuck. We got Blair. Uh, we can't I, I, see. I wasn't acknowledging Blair because I don't like Blair. <laughs> but Gossip Girl, it is a great show. I'm taking it as my last pick. Gossip Girl, great value in the fifth round. What do we have? Any honorable mentions? The Wire. Yeah, I almost picked The Wire. One tree. Then I picked Drake and Josh. Designated Survivor was creeping up there. Patrick, I'm surprised you didn't pick One Tree Hill. That's what I get for not making a board. Yeah, idiot. And taking The Sopranos when you don't even like the show. Yeah, no, I do like the show. I just haven't watched it by myself yet. I just watch it when you watch it, but I haven't just like turned it on for myself. You maybe watched one episode with me. Maybe. That's not true. Because there was one night where we watched like four of them. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> anyway. I mean, there the thing about like if we did since we didn't put like any kind of limit on the draft, there's too many good TV shows for anyone to really have a bad draft. I mean, I feel like it's just going to come down to whatever people like more. I have it all written down. We'll, we'll, we'll put a poll out. We'll see, what, we'll see what people think. I think I won. You didn't win. Hannah Montana. Close. Hannah Montana takes you out of contention. No, it doesn't. I think it does. I think it seals the deal. <laughs> Austin, decent draft. Patrick, Criminal Minds in the second round takes you out of it. doesn't matter where I pick it as long as my other four picks were good. I needed a I needed a sports show in mind. I needed Friday Night Lights bad. Like I was all American. I was hanging. All American is entertaining, but God, that's yeah. bad acting. Like <laughs> they can't act. Movie critic Connor. People just watch that, bro. People just watch that because all the characters are hot, literally. And and I don't want to hear otherwise. Like it is really hard to watch. The high school kids that are all that. There's literally thirty eight year old actors portraying high school kids. Like. I'm just using it as an example. Yeah. Anyways, Austin, thank you for coming on. Really appreciate it, big dog. Yes, it was sir. A lot of fun. Good episode. Mm-hmm. Patrick, you know, you're, you've definitely been more prepared before, but uh, you know, appreciate you. Gracie, thank you. For That's debatable. On. Thank you for coming on for the draft. Yeah, Gracie. We appreciate it. Thank you. We want to shout out Hames Homes one more time. Hames Homes provides comfort, beauty, and value in Eastern Iowa. And that that does it for our, our uh, episode five on Teed Up. Appreciate it, guys.